What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Anthony. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. So, I know the last episode, I said that this episode was going to be about free will. But, God pulled another audible. And, um, he told me to wait on that. And going to do the, the, the episode that I have, which I, have, I got my man Showcase on here with me. Roland, Roland Graham Showcase. And, um... You've got, this this episode was such a blessing and so so and and you know thoughtful and provocative and it'll bless your life so without further ado let's get into the episode hello hello yes sir what up brother What's good with you, man? Man, I'm hanging in now, man. I feel you, man. I feel you on that. Uh, well, man, thank you. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you, dude. Uh, yes, sir. So, yeah, well, um, let me let me start off by uh, giving you a minute uh, to tell, tell, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, uh, my name is Roland Graham. Um, I originally uh, grew up in uh, California, Los Angeles. I moved to Colorado about uh, eight, nine years ago. Um, I have two ministries that I have going on. Uh, Right now, I have a a drama ministry where where I uh, write and perform plays. And also, I have a music ministry uh, that that I do with my wife, uh, who's also a part of my drama ministry, uh, where we do gospel hip hop. So we just uh, use our gifts that God gave us uh, uh, for the Lord. Amen, amen. Now you know, brother, since you've been married, I haven't talked to you. So let me say congratulations to you on that, my man. I I hadn't we hadn't ver- we haven't verbally spoken. So let me say that to you. Congratulations thank you, thank on that. You. Thank you. And uh, Zaria said hi to you as well. And uh, okay, cool, cool. Tell her what's cracking. She and she she kind of joked about you, man. Uh, she said, uh, "I remember when he brought her to church, and they said they wasn't together. And then they ended up getting married. So she kind of cracked a little joke." <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? How ironic is that? Right. I tell I tell her to come to my play on the twenty third. Twenty third of December. Uh, yep. Okay. Well, shoot. Yeah. Send me, send me, uh, send me something. Send me something. I, I, text message or something, and then uh, I, I will try to body. make it as a. All right, cool. We'll try to make it as a family. Sounds good. And you know, I uh, I supported you before, man. I'm going to support you on this. So yeah, let me let me know, and I'll do everything in my power to be there. Yes, sir. Will do. Right on. So, uh, so then I guess that kind of goes into. The the crest of the next thing I was going to ask you, and now it's just like for me to give you before we get into the 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 meat of the topic today. Just you know, I'm trying to give you time to promote you. So, other than the ministries that you have, what other sort, of, what other projects do you have going on? Or if you want to go into more detail about the mu- the music and the the plays, you can do that. So, but t- tell me a little bit about the projects you have going on. Uh, well, uh, 
my my wife, she's a head of the literary arts department at our church. So uh, we have a literary event coming in in April. And also, uh, we decided to go ahead and uh, transition from uh, writing plays to go ahead and write, write a movie, man. Oh, nah. Yeah, we, we just go go for it. Right on. All right. So, so are we? This is me, kind of half joking, half serious. Is are we going like towards Tyler Perry style stuff, or are we going on a whole different? Well, way? yeah. Well, we, we definitely uh, have a message uh, in, in, in everything we do. And uh, and we definitely include God in everything we do. Uh, my, my stuff is a little bit different than Tyler. I, I deal with more of real life, uh, even though I, I still include uh, comedy and things like that in my stuff. But we, we definitely have two different styles. But right. we, we, we can say it's it's on the same road. It's just that uh, my road looks a little bit different than his road. Understandable. I mean, and when I say that, man, I'm not like trying to say you got Medea no no crap like that. You know, I'm not trying to. But, you know, basically you answer my question like all the movies that he puts out, they have a moral to it. And it, it has that godly connection. And that's that's basically what I was asking you. Oh yeah, yep, it's, yep. It's definitely gonna be based off that, man. But but it's gonna be raw as well because uh, you know my wife and I, when we minister, we deal with real life issues. Right. So uh, so we definitely gonna portray that in, in the work we do. Well, right on. I mean, I, I feel you on that because the ministries that I am attached to is is that same thing. And I think one of my strengths when it comes to ministry is being real, you know, talking about stuff that people really want to hear about. So I believe that you got to do that because so many people feel we us as Christians, are, you know, they put us in this weird spot like we don't we don't deal with real stuff because, you know, because we got Jesus. And and that's so far from the truth. You know, we got the same struggles they got. So I appreciate that, and I think people need to see that. Uh, definitely, I I wasn't raised in this church. I, I grew up in the streets, so uh, I, you. Uh, I I relate more than uh, to the streets than I do to church. To be honest with you. Well, yeah, you know, and I hear you on that. I mean, so I I, I was raised, I was born, raised in the church. And I got to a certain age where I got the choice to walk away. And so I walked away from it. And so in that walking away is when I walked my path to doing all the stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing. And it's funny that even though I was raised in the church, my family was doing all kind of stuff that, you know, I got to see some things that a, a kid shouldn't see. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, there's, right. There's, there's things kids shouldn't see that I got to see, and then they wonder why when I got older I was doing some of these things, you know. So I feel you on that, you know. And that's another thing that people need to hear, though. You know, being in the church don't mean that I went to church every Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday from the time I was one to the time I'm my age now. You know what I'm saying? It's real stuff, and there are people 
they don't get saved until they in their fifties. So I but mean, you got, and you got, you got people who uh, go to church every Sunday, but that doesn't mean they live the lifestyle. Amen. Uh, a child of God, I think uh, just going to church alone uh, won't cut it. <laughs> you gotta change your <laughs> right. whole your whole lifestyle. Right, I agree with that, and people need to hear that too, because again, they have that stigma about us, like you know, we like, we're this and this, but we ain't. In many ways, we are do we are just like them. The difference is, we striving to have that different lifestyle. You know, we striving to be more Christ-like because that's what we are as Christians. And so we might have the same struggle, whereas you succumb to it. I'm like, all right, I can't do that. And I got to go this way. So, no, that's good. And you putting that in film. I mean, to me, doing film and music, because, you know, I mess around with music a little bit. Not quite the same as you do, but I've been messing around with it. But it, to me, doing that is the, the films that you're writing or the plays that you're writing Jesus spoke in parables. So it's the same concept. It gets people's attention. So right. I commend you on that. Thank you, thank you. And congratulations on the podcast, my brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I gotta give uh, I gotta give Ryan some credit on that, man, because Ryan pushed me on this because I wasn't gonna do it. I had everything getting in the way. Oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I ain't got time. Ryan pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. So I got to give him props on that. If he didn't push me, I wouldn't be doing it. But I appreciate shout, you, Shout man. out to Ryan, man. Shout out. What up, Ryan? Uh, or or his, his podcast is, he goes by Remix the Dad. I don't know. Shout out to Remix. <laughs> For sure, man. All right, man. So, again, I'm, I'm, I want to get a... a, a, a can you give me okay so this next question isn't trying to be all up in your business but I want to see if you could give a day in the life of Roland so people can get an understanding of who Showcase is yep uh, you you must got uh, 50 hours no I'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my day is pretty filled man Monday through Sunday uh First thing, uh, what I do is uh, I have to get up early in the morning, five six in the morning, and, and uh, get get to work to my nine to five to uh, uh, help provide for my family. Uh, and 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 my wife, uh, she's my backbone. So uh, we definitely work as a team in uh, keeping the household afloat. Uh, so uh, you know what what working from. Uh, 830 to 5 uh, and that's Monday through uh, Thursday uh, and and then uh, my days off is Friday and Saturday and and that's the uh, time that I use to uh, spend time with the, uh, with the family um, we like to uh, we like to have fun man we like to go out uh, we like to uh uh, Saturdays is where I have my rehearsals for my plays, um, and um, I usually do that on Saturdays, a couple hours out of that. Um, you know, sometimes we're, we're booked for different events throughout the city. Um, we just finished a new album called Apocalypse Now. So we I saw gonna, that. Uh, what you say? I said I saw that. I saw oh, that. Yep, yep, yep. So 
we uh we've been uh having a few shows that that we've been doing uh sundays usually our church day but uh, lately uh i've been working on sundays um and but that's gonna free up in the next couple of weeks um that way um you know uh, i can start going back uh uh to church and um you know, usually when I get home from work, man, uh, we uh, we like to either, uh, you know, watch a little TV or, or get in the Word, have some Bible study or, you know, or I spend time with my with my son or, you know, just just uh, putting on different hats, going from uh, work life to family life to ministry life. Right. Right on. Um, so for people who don't know, how 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 would someone find y'all album? Um, um we on all um uh, media outlets. Uh any streaming outlets you could think of. We 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 have a digital distribution through C D baby. And uh and by being with C D baby, uh we uh, our music has distribution. Uh, music. Uh, all you got to do is either look up Showcase or, or Soldiers for Christ, and we'll pop up. So, um, real quick, man, uh, you were going out on me. I don't know if it's you hit a bad area or not. Oh, great! I, I think I, I think I hear you now. I hear you. I got you. You have to say that. You have to say that last part again. We didn't. We didn't catch that. Can you hear me? I said we on all uh, uh, media outlets. We on all okay. outlets. Uh, we have digital distribution through CD Baby, uh, and and they help us get our music on, on all the outlets that's out there. You you are all right. So like, if I, I have Spotify, so I can find you on Spotify. And we'll pop up. Right for for sure. Then I'm gonna go and download you, man. Going to check that sure out. Can. And uh, you uh, you uh you working on another project right now musically? Uh, is that correct? Uh yeah. Uh, I I I actually uh I got into a, a a another scene that's a little bit different. And uh, it's a platform that's unusual, especially when it pertains to uh, spreading the gospel. Okay. Um, it's uh, the, the battle rap scene. Yes, sir. And uh, I don't know um, if you're familiar with uh, battle rap. You know, you, you right, put, right. Uh, and y'all do this uh, together, and, they and go this to is spreading the gospel. Well, right, right, what right. I do is spread the gospel. Uh, all the cats who battle rap don't spread the gospel. Right, right. They, they, they trying to be disrespectful and tear your head off. <laughs> but, That's but, but, but I use that platform to spread the gospel, man. So it's, a, it's an un- unusual platform that you know mo- most Christians want when so, you utilize. Okay, so yeah, I mean, because I know, got the I'm concept of battle rap, you know, and all of that. I. I <laughs> I'm interested though, man. So basically, what you're telling me is like, so you go into wherever, and there's a battle. You and some other dude is battle rapping, and this dude is tearing you up. 
or just go tear it into you is what I mean. And then you use that platform and then you just start preaching the gospel to them, freestyling about preaching. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, sometimes you'll go three rounds. Saying, uh, I might give them a couple rounds and hit them up with some lyricism and then spread the gospel that third round. Or sometimes you just have one round and then, you know, uh, I just tell them, okay. I, I can actually send you uh, one of my battles so you could kind of get the concept uh, of how it works. And I, I do online <laughs> that's nice man you know that's funny you said it because I never would have thought and that actually explains the video I saw that you had on Instagram the other day I watched it and I was like that's interesting but I ain't say anything about it but now that you just say this it makes sense I never would have thought of using a battle rap platform right to spread the gospel that, that, that's what's up man that's pretty innovative Well, well, God, God, God sent me into the uh, strangest, unusual places. I, you know, I, I, Amen I to that. my wife and I, we're not com- confined to the four walls of the church. Right. Uh, we, we, right. That's we, what's we, up. Hey, man. That's right. Do your thing, boy. I hear you. That's good, though, man. That's, you know, that's good to, again, because that's going to reach some folks who wouldn't necessarily be reached. And, I mean, you're going to get Right. Now, now right. you got now you to got the concept. Now you got the reached. idea. Be the like, goal. oh, did you hear this fool? And then next thing you know, they're like, man, did you hear what he was talking about? That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I had a I had a live event last Saturday, right? And um uh, my third round saying it was just, man, just just my testimony. And, you know, everybody in there was just, their mouth was just wide open. Because, you know, in the venue, they they doing their thing, they drinking, they smoking. So when you got somebody, they don't expect to give them the gospel. <laughs> they give them the gospel, everybody's shocked with their mouth open. <laughs> Like for this sure, dude man. Because I mean, uh, if bold. I'm gonna be real no with fear. you, I never would have even approached anything like that. Not in that. Not I like that. You know, I mean, I, I might be <laughs> in a situation where I'm amongst some people and I start talking about some stuff they don't want to hear. But you hear the key word I said is talking about some stuff they didn't want to hear. I, I would have never really thought to, to to get in and start freestyling and then be like, bam, and then oh shoot. So that's that's what's up, man. I like that. Yeah, send me that link, man. I, I'm I want to check that out, <laughs> man. I, I, yeah, we might have to. Yeah, I'm gonna do so it. So I have a I have a Facebook page that I got, and I, I mean, going forward, man. If you got some stuff, I mean, I know you put your stuff on your Instagram or whatnot, but I can share it on there and share it on my page. Yeah, I got, I got, I got one of my online, online okay. battles. Okay, yeah, do that, on do Facebook. that, so we, I, so we I, can, uh, so the people I, who uh, hear this will have a frame of reference to see that, you know, that, that's, that's pretty cool, man, I like that, I like that a lot, that's, that's cool, exactly. all right, well, so I just wanted to give, 
you know, people an idea of who who showcase was or or in whatever rolling whatever way you want to go with that, you know. Some people I say that because some people differentiate they they rap name from they they real you know from their real name. So I don't I guess I should have asked you that before I was doing all this. Did Wait, well, you know, uh, uh, before Abraham right. was uh, Abraham, he was Abram, and God gave him a new name. You know what I'm saying? Uh, before uh, Jacob with Israel, he was Jacob. You know, so God gives you those new names. For sure. So I like that. Showcase like and that. rolling is uh, in, in, interchangeable. All right, man. Well, so then I want to I want to use the remainder of the time to talk about um, the ideal. So. What I've been doing, I'm in this series now, and it's called Life Functioning Skills. And I've been using different points, you know, to talk about things that, because being someone who has worked in education for a lot of years, one thing that I don't think that the education pushes is life skills. You know what I'm saying? They, they quick to teach you the Pythagorean theorem or, or, you know, something like that, but they don't push life skills enough. So this is something that was heavy on my heart. So I got this, this series that I'm working on and that's all the different um, episodes have been different points to life functioning skills. And obviously it's from a biblical standpoint <clears throat> because you know, that's what I do. This is, this is one of my forms of ministry. And so this podcast in and of itself is about purpose. And so, with that being said, when you, what's that? Uh, you know, it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, my my wife knew that. Remember, I was just telling you about oh. the new name. My, my, my wife wow. knew that given by that. God. <laughs> that's something else, man. No, that's uh, that's crazy though. I mean, so think about it. But but uh, go ahead, continue. I, I, you know, we Christians don't nobody believe in coincidence. There's no coincidence that the one show that I had, because I'm gonna be real right. with you, when when I first asked you to do this, I had a different topic that we that I wanted us to talk about, and then God was like, "Nah, I need you to do that." So the last, not the last episode, but the one before that was on focus. And that's what I was going to have us talk about. And then God was like, no, nah, I need you to talk about that now. And he's like, I need you to talk to talk with Roland about purpose. And I was like, okay. And then you tell me that. So that's, that's some stuff. <laughs> that's some stuff. So anyway, so, you know, my, my question is, when you hear purpose, what comes to mind? Well, when I hear purpose, I hear... Uh... Divine mission. The uh, divine mission. Uh, the and what I mean by a divine mission is, we was okay. all put on this earth for a mission, and we we go through our life trying to figure out what that mission is. You're going out again, my brother. But it's only revealed by Christ. Can, are you there now? Oh, okay, I, can, can you, you hear me? I got you now. Go ahead. Okay. Can you? Yeah, so we we was all born 
with a divine mission. So we go through life trying to figure out what that mission is, but okay. that mystery is only revealed through Christ. So, so once you give your life to Christ, He reveals that divine mission, which which is your your purpose. Okay. Okay. Of, of why you. So that, okay. So then. I, I I feel you. I'm a little on the same. I mean, my 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 thought is similar to that. When I say that, when I think of purpose, I think of that. What is the reason? Essentially, what is the reason that God placed me here? And you know, sometimes I think we as humans tend to get in the way of that purpose that God has given us, which is why we have people who are struggling you know, with midlife crises and don't know what they're supposed to be doing with their life because they don't line up with what God is calling them. And, you know, and another thing I think a lot of people, because, you know, me working with the youth like I do, I'm always asking them why they think they're here or what they want to do with their lives, with their future. And they, they, you know, they can't, they can't key in on something. And I'm a firm believer in, that one thing that you wanted to do as a child that just you just you know that inside you and that one thing that when you when you think about it you get like almost like excited about you like man that that is a derivative of your purpose if you follow through with it but i think a lot of people a lot of people grow older and the world starts telling them this and that and they start backing off their purpose and then you got people who are doing stuff that God didn't create them to do and then wonder why people were so miserable. Well, I Agreed. think passion and purpose go hand in hand. See, see, God, see, God give us all gifts. And there's natural gifts he gives us uh, which you don't necessarily have to... Uh, be saved to have to know what your natural gift is. Saying that that just that's just a gift God gives to the world. But then there's certain spiritual gifts that's revealed to you once you are saved. So those, those spiritual gifts and those natural gifts combined help you fulfill your purpose. So you could use your natural gifts, things you love to do things you're passionate about, things you'll do without any money. It's just you're so passionate about, you could use that to to fulfill your purpose along with those spiritual Amen, brother. Amen. That's revealed once you give your you life. You know, I, I'd, I'd love it if uh, more people would be in tune with that because I, I, I agree with you on that. That's, that's what's up. So, I was continuing with the same brain. I, what I have now Excuse me. I have some verses that I'm going to read. And I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear them. We're still going down the same path of, of purpose. So I, I just want to say that I haven't went off on left field somewhere when I say that. So the first verse I'm, I'm going to start off with is Jeremiah 29, 11. And okay. mind you, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. I just... That's that's the that's the the version that speaks to me the most. So that being said, I'm gonna read it. For now, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Okay. 
They are plans for good and not for your for disaster to give you a future and a hope. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that? God wants us to prosper. God wants us to fulfill our purpose. Amen. And God wants us to have hope. It's, It's part of his will for us to prosper, fulfill our purpose. I think people need to hear that one part again. And I say this because so many, as a child that was in the church, I so often heard people saying that, almost saying it was a sin to be prosperous in life. Like if I'm doing something in life, like I'm sinning. And there are so many people who are church hurt because of stuff like that. And you got these people who are, you know, believers who are believing they got to be, you know, poor, broken, dusted and disgusted in order to show that they love Christ. When this when this Bible verse, like you just said, is saying God has plans for you to be prosperous with attached to the purpose. Man, I think people need to hear that, I, you know. Well, well, when it comes to prosperity, Amen. Uh, prosperity Amen. is not money alone, but money is included. the the definite The real definition of prosperity is wholeness, is is healing in your body, is family, friendships, and relationships, is is healing for your soul, right. which is your relationship with Christ, and it's money. Amen. You, you can't be a you can't be a blessed broke I think if if, 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 if if I come across someone who's who's homeless and and, and I, I relate to homeless people because I was homeless and that homeless man asked me for some money and right. I, if I just say to him right well bless God I didn't help that man amen yeah I I, I, I I did the religious thing but I didn't help him. But if I give that man some money and then take time to minister to him, I'm more effective in the kingdom. So God, God would want you to prosper, Amen. not just so you could be selfish and, and, and have it all for you, but so you could be a distribution center and be a blessing to others. So he'll give you more than Amen. enough. You know, you know, amen to that, you know, because, you, you know, people, when people hear the good news, you know, the, the gospel, well, to go off of what you said, the good news to somebody who's freezing outside is I got a coat for you. You know, the good news to someone who's hungry is I got some food for you. The good news to right. someone, you know, the good news ain't God loves you. I don't want to hear that. I'm hungry. So. So if I if I walk up to you and I say, "Hey, Thanks. brother, I got some I got some money for you. You hungry? I'll take you in here. I'll feed you." And then I say, "Well, God bless me to bless you with that." Now we have someone who's receptive to hear, as opposed to being like you said, the religious, which to me is is being a Pharisee, saying, oh, "Well, God loves you, and I pray for you, and I will keep going about my business." You know. So I, I 100% agree with you, man.
but but if I, if I'm broke too right. and I'm struggling, <laughs> I can't help that homeless man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, for some reason, right? Church folks think being broke not means enough. being humble, and that that's right. not, that's not scripture. Yeah, now, God yeah and that's that's did you problem. say that too? Because humility is a strong thing, and a lot of people think that you like you said either being broke or you know self bashing is being humble, which is not scripture again. Me saying, "Oh man, I'm just a lowly sinner saved by grace." That that that's that's God calls you a saint, so you can't be a saint and a sinner at the same time. Which one are you? You know what I'm saying? So if you gave your life to Christ, I am I am a saint because of Christ. You can't be like, yeah, well. Then you know, like you saying, like I'm, you know, I'm broke and all this, and because I'm broke, now I'm humble. Now I'm, you know, because I'm broke, now I'm just broke. <laughs> to go, like you said, yeah. Because uh, right. think, think about it. If, if if I'm a if I'm someone who never know Jesus, right, and then you broke bust and discuss it, and then you try to share the gospel with me. And I'm looking at how you live, man. That's not enticing for me to get to know Jesus. <laughs> but 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 if I if I see how blessed you are and how much Amen. favor God got on your life, I'm gonna be like, brother, what are you doing? Amen. And that's when you give Jesus the glory and be like, it ain't me, brother. Amen. It's Christ. And you can have what I have if you get to know Christ. Amen. And, and I mean, and I said, in, in your case, which is blessed. similar to my wife's case, because when my wife was a teenager, she she went through homelessness too. To see people, for people to know you rolling back then and you rolling right now, that speaks into the lives of people. Whether I mean, they're going to be haters regardless. But most people will see, man, there's something different about this brother. Because I remember when he was this, and now he's this. So, praise God on that one. All right. I got I to gotta move to the next one, man, because we'll get going. And, I, <laughs> you know, we get, you know, I'm one of them people. I can ramble on and on and on and on. <laughs> All right. So, my next Bible verse yeah, is Proverbs too. 1921 and that says you can make many plans but the lord's purpose will prevail what is the first what is, what comes to mind when you hear that uh stop making your own path because there's a path that's already laid out for you and then there's a new path that you create for yourself and if you continue to go down that path you created for yourself, it's never going to work. <laughs> it's always going to fail. Man. But when you decide to go down the path that Christ laid out for you, you start to see success in your life because he want to bless you. Amen. But that's only according to his will, not your will. So, so if you want to be prosperous, but it's not in his will, you're not going to prosper. So it goes to his will. I just felt this when you were saying this, so I'm going to add this to that. And I mean, you touched on this, but I'm going to go ahead and hit that. A lot of people, like you said, people 
just think the prosperity is money. But to go with what you were saying, family, hope, all these other things, right? You got a lot of people who in, in a worldly sense are prosperous because they got a lot of wealth. And to, to piggyback off what you said with that, you know, you got you people would be like, well, what you said ain't true because I know people who ain't believers and they're rich and successful and all of this. But then, right, that's what I was going, right? How many of these people are committing suicide? <laughs> so how truly prosperous are these people? If they sitting there, you got all this money and you so um, unhappy that you're going to take your own life. So where's the prosperity in that? Where's the success in that? That's just that's just crazy to think about, man. And it's so interesting how the world views success as opposed to how Christians are taught to view success. Go for it. Can I tell you something deep? A, uh, a man who has Christ in his life Amen. He's blessed and prosperous even if he's broke. A a, a, a a man who's broke who has Christ and have peace of mind is more wealthy than a Amen. man who have all the riches in the world but lonely and miserable. Uh, a, a man who has Christ in his life who have a, 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 a beautiful wife by his side kids who, who he can leave his legacy to saying uh is more wealthy than that that rich man who you know people is backsliding on them people styling them in his back people just want to be his friends for his money he can't trust nobody his relationships is going down he 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 depend on his riches for happiness that man Amen. in the eyes of uh Amen. Which, when you were saying this, made me think of uh, the rich, the rich young ruler, because it's kind of concept. Jesus was like, "Okay, you got all this right, so don't go and sell your stuff and follow me." And dude was like, "Oh no, 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 I can't do that." And we don't hear anything else about him. My thought: This is me. I'm not saying this is Bible. This is just how I feel. I feel after that, my man went on about his business, and that messed with him for the rest of his life, however long that was. You know what I'm saying? He probably was like, man, like, why would he ask me to give up all this stuff that I got? And why, I, who wants to do that? But the dude never could have been. You ain't lying. That man yep. could have been the 13th disciple. I believe, I believe he was being set up to be that. But But because of the, the love of riches. See, I'm gonna tell you something about where you're going, and I agree, but go ahead. And people get the scripture messed up all the time. Right. My, my, my money is Amen. not evil. My, money is just a piece of paper. Okay. Money is not good, money is not evil. Money is money. The love of money, Amen. Where you willing to do anything for it, that could be evil. So, so if you love money so much, you take somebody's life for it. That that that's the uh, that love of that money caused that root of that evil deed. Or you 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 love money so much, 
you still for it. The love of that money caused that root of that evil deed. Amen. So the root of evil is the love of money, not money itself. Uh, if you if you use money in the proper content, you can take care of your family with it. It could be a, a vessel to be a, uh, 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 to help others. You could uh, uh, you know take care of your your rent, your bills. You know what I'm saying? Your, your household. You you can send your kids through college. So right. So money itself is not right. evil. My intention behind it is the problem, it. not the problem. Right. Because let's be real. When when we do stuff, king in the kingdom for the kingdom, while we're on this earth, we have to use that money in order to do these things. You know, because people people get real super spiritual or religious and be like well you believe in God if you believe in God why don't he just make something fall out the sky like because he don't do that (laughs) because we are in this system and this system uses that money so we (laughs) need to use that money now God can make something work in your favor like you said to come up to give you some money but yeah that's, that's funny how and it's funny how many people use that out of context and they trying to like prove some some unnecessary point, you know. And and it's usually from my experience, people trying to be stingy when they talking about that. You know, they'd be like, "Oh no, the money is the root of all evil." No, the fact that you give me money. Well, well, people are, people is okay with uh, people is okay with doctors making millions of dollars, NFL players making millions of dollars. Uh, people okay with basketball right. players making Which, dollars. Um, they have an issue. This came from another of my shows, this dude Spencer. So I'm not taking credit for this. He was talking about this, and he said, back in the day, the lawyers, the doctors, and the clergy were all together, and they were all making money. And then somewhere along the line, it became wrong for the clergy to make money. Like, tell me how that makes sense. You know. The, what's the biggest difference between you know what's the difference between a doctor and a pastor? They both trying to heal people. They both trying to help people. And that's if that's the calling on your life, why shouldn't you get paid to do that? According to you know the Bible, you you should get paid for the work that you do. So you mean to tell me that because it's ministry that we shouldn't get paid for that? But this dude who can throw a football should make a million, you know, millions of dollars. Like, how does, in the end, and, and you know, and I have to preference that I'm not saying this because I'm in ministry and I'm trying to say all this, but I, I think people need to hear this. In the end, that dude who is the quarterback or that dude who is the point guard, they ain't doing anything for anybody outside of they, me, my four, and no more, for the most part. But they can make and that's cool. Whereas you have someone in ministry well, and they hardest to bless people and people have a problem with that. Amen. Well, first issue is it's the poverty mindset. Saying a lot of people have right. a poverty mindset who's in the church. You know what I'm saying? And they don't think that, you know, God could uh, take them to that next level uh, financially. Uh, so their mind won't allow them to even 
think about being uh you know a millionaire or being wealthy and and and, and another issue Amen. is Amen. a lot of pastors misuse money in the church saying so that stigma uh, of of a handful of people uh put a bad taste in the mouth of many you know what I'm saying? So so the first thing someone does is they automatically think uh, the pastor want their money. They don't understand the uh, the law of seed time and harvest. That there's a spiritual principle when you give. You know what I'm saying? And no matter what situation you're in, because of that spiritual right. law, you could give your way out of your situation just by giving. You know what I'm saying? But but because people don't understand giving is the key to, to uh, succeeding. Right. Which they is, worry a, about what the is a, a wonderful trick of the enemy to get people off of their path of what they're supposed to be doing. If, if the enemy can get you scared or, or focus on what the pastor going to do with his money. Here, here, here's a here's a here's another thing, and this is to pull it off of pastors, but it's going to the same point. <laughs> I hear people complaining about the people that are on the side of the street asking for money and saying, well, they can get a job. I ain't giving them this and I ain't giving them that. And if they see me or have heard that I give them money, they're like, you stupid. Why are you doing that? And my response is, I'm not doing this for you. I ain't doing this really for them. I'm doing this. I'm giving. And God told me to give to that person whether they need it or not. I don't know. And it don't really matter. I'm doing what God told me to do. And so what he does with that, after I give it to him, I let God handle that. You know, I don't just give money to people just to give money. It's got to be spirit led. And if I feel, and you know, if I hear God being like, hey, man, I need you to get that dude $20. Okay, I'm going to give him $20. And someone's like, well, all he's going to do is drink it away. Well, I mean, that's that's not my concern. My concern was doing what God asked me to do. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, and not only that, just by you helping more, God's gonna give you double. Just, just by you paying your tithes and giving what's belong to Him to keep those doors open to the church, God's gonna give you double. You, you, God's gonna take care of you. You don't gotta worry about right. missing that money that that you just gave because you gave from your heart. God is going to reward you and take care of you. So it don't matter what other people say, and it don't even matter what they do with the money. Right. And and because that's your obedience. If people could focus on that as opposed to, well, what, what is the pastor doing with this money? Or what is that person doing with this money or whatever? Focus on what God told you to do. One, and I, I'm, this tangent might take us somewhere else, but I got to say it because I feel it. One of the biggest things that I find both in the church and out of the church is people so worried about what other people was doing and ain't focusing on what they doing. I mean, in Matthew 7, Jesus said, instead of trying to take the speck out of his eye, take the log out of your eye. Look at yourself first. Fix you. Do you. And then you have room to help them. But right now, you got this, you got all this trip, all this crud going on in your life. You need to quit worrying about what they're doing. And I think that's a huge thing in and out of the church. And I, you know, one of the, and I, I will focus because my purpose of this podcast 
uh, often is to speak to Christians about basically real stuff. So we need to get past this mentality of trying to fix everybody and we need to focus on getting us right and then God can use us to help other people. And notice the difference between fix and help. So many people trying to fix people that they ain't helping them. People don't want the church. Right. And because uh, I because I know right. I'm in a position to uh, judge nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the, the only reason I'm here is because of mercy Amen. and grace. I, I don't deserve a lot of the blessings God gave me. You know what I'm saying? All I, all I could do is share my testimony to others. And hopefully that right. can it's not my Amen. job. Water that's All right, let me go to this next verse, man. I, I like I, I figured I felt I, <laughs> I had a feeling we was gonna go and they were just gonna lead to other places. I mean that that's that's usually how my podcasts go. The ones that I think are gonna be short, man, end up being forever. And, you know what I'm saying? The ones that I plan to be forever, I'm like, oh, oh that went fast. But anyway, right. the next Bible verse I have, um, I have. Romans 8 28 and that says and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love and are called according to his purpose for them what do you think about when you hear that uh, everything happens for a reason uh, even the things that you feel you know, you feel you might feel you being attacked by the enemy. You might feel that you're going through trials and tribulations. You might feel like, you know, everything coming against you, all hell breaking loose. Saying what you gotta understand is God is at work. Even when you don't see that work being handled. Saying if you get your eyes off of your circumstances and look upon him. You can have peace of mind while you go through your storm. Because he's going to make it work out for your good in the end. But if you start stressing and worrying, all you can do is And and then to take what you said a step further, you're stressing, you're worrying, and then you start proclaiming what you're stressing and worrying about and speaking speaking that into existence and then wonder why. Your life ain't changed. I've been saying I ain't. I, my life sucks. Ain't that never gonna go my way for the last twenty years? And wonder why my life has sucked. And I, I ain't nothing ever went my way for the last twenty years. You know. So. I, I, well, your words are powerful. Uh, God spoke the word into existence with words. So, amen. Because we're in His image, what we speak manifests. Amen. All right. Well, and and unless you have more on that verse, I'm gonna go to the next one. All right. You didn't say this. I'm, I'm assuming you did. All right. So here's my next one. Ephesians two ten. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. What comes to mind? Well, each one of us 
uh, a potter. Dude, I, I'm not trying to cut you off, but who, who I, when you first started pottery. talking, it went low, so we didn't hear the first part of that. So if you could start over, please. I said we all are beautifully made. Okay. And when God made us, it's kind of like a potter who has pottery. And that potter is shaping what he's trying to create with that pottery. And that's how God created us. Each individually uh, perfect in his sight. So when people have low self-esteem and they don't love themselves, they have to understand how precious they are to God because he took his time to design them Amen. perfectly. Amen. And you know, in the field of work that I am in, there are so many young people who don't know what you just said. They are so lost and so stuck into what society, what the world is telling them, that they don't know that they are beautifully, wonderfully, perfectly made through through God. And that's why so many people, and I'm not just going to put this on the youth, but I see it a lot more with them because I work with them. But that's why we have people who are so, you know, are promisc- promiscuous. Or we have, you know, people who are so violent or so, you know, so depressed and suicidal because people don't know what you just said. They don't they don't know or they don't believe. And so they live these lifestyles that is beneath what God wants for them. But I mean, if you don't value yourself, how are you going to value anything else for that matter? So I agree with that. Well, that's why it's, that's why it's so important uh, to read the Bible because the Bible is God's word, and all through the Bible He expressed how Amen. He loves us and what we yeah, are. Yeah, well, I mean, and then I'm gonna just slide this in real quick. I think that's why brothers like you and myself have been set to go out and talk to people in the language in which they understand. Right. So that when we are speaking, they're like, right. okay, right. you don't sound like you talking at me, but talking to me. And that's the biggest difference from when I went to church as a child to me going to church as a grown man. Oftentimes, back in the day, the the pastors, the reverends, the you know, the whatever you want to call them, they were talking at us. Don't nobody want to be talked at. People don't also don't want to be. So I just had a conversation earlier today about this with someone. And, and what I said was people telling me how, how I'm going to hell, how I'm doing this. And then wonder why I'm doing the thing. Like if I'm going to hell, regardless of what I'm doing, well then shoot, I'm gonna go and holler at all these ladies. I'm gonna go get drunk. I'm gonna go do me. You know? All right. I got nothing to lose. So and you know, so right, we no, if we no talk to them way. like that, of course they're gonna keep doing that. So I I man, I'm I'm one I'm one hundred percent behind you on that. And I really I'm I am thankful 
that I'm hearing more, more pastors, more ministers, more church leaders who are coming from the standpoint. Because one thing that people like, I agree with you, they need to read the Bible. Because one thing it says when they talked about Jesus is Jesus went on them with compassion. It says that a lot. Jesus saw them and had compassion on them. It didn't say Jesus went and, and judged them and condemned them and beat them down and told them y'all going to hell. That, that, it didn't say that. It said he had compassion on them. Jesus were hanging with the gangsters and the hookers and the, and the strippers and that's who that's who he was eating and chilling with. You know what I'm saying? And 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 the and the holier than thou. Lost you again, brother. I lost you again. The last thing I heard was the holier than now. Huh? Yeah, uh, you know, the holier than thou Pharisees getting oh, mad at Jesus. But, but he needed his help. You can't uh, again, this is speaking to Christians. You can't sit here and say these people need help and be 500 miles away from them. How are you going to say they need help, but I ain't even going around these people? Exactly. Like, man, I'm going to just pray for them. Get out of here with that. Just praying for them ain't going to do nothing. Right. You know, everybody like, well, somebody going to do something. Well, if you feel so strongly about exactly. it, God is most likely talking to you about doing something about it. So I hear you. I hear you. Um, I had one more, but I'm going to move on past that. I'm going to use this last one to ask my last question of you. And that is, what do you believe your purpose is? My my purpose is for the black sheep of the world. Uh, the name of my uh, record label is... Uh, yeah, I can hear you. And uh, can you hear me? Yeah, and the reason I called it Black Sheep because I've always been a black sheep. I, I never fit in. And, and that was in every area of my life. I'm saying I always stood out. I didn't fit in. And, and I finally realized why. That's because God set me apart Amen. Uh, from everybody else. That, that's what holiness really is. Holiness Holiness is not you, you know, you trying to, you know, do all these actions to show how holy you are. Holy, holy, holy simply means being set apart. You know what I'm saying? And, and once I realize, you know, I'm set apart, I don't supposed to fit in. Uh, people are going to hate on me and not like me because I'm set apart. Saying I'm I'm gonna be by myself and, and not fit in with the group because I'm set apart. You know what I'm saying? So my calling is purpose is for those who are considered black sheep who don't fit in. You know the the the, the outcast of the world. Amen. That society wanted to That's throw away. I'm called. That's what's them. up. I can relate to that. Not for not necessarily for the same reasons, but it could be. I mean. I was always a part. So <clears throat> I grew up when I was a kid, we lived in a predominant, I grew up on the West side of Denver, which is predominantly Hispanic. There was times where I was the only black kid in my school, like literally the only black kid. 
and they let me know that. So I, I was set apart. I was, it was, you know, especially as a kid. Yeah, like, I know that. I'm, that, that life lessons that kids don't need to get getting at a really young age. But, you know, I could complain about it. But it set me up when we moved out of out of the hood and moved up to where all the white people was, and I was one of a few black people, and the white people was letting me know I was different. I wasn't I wasn't real heard about it. Like, please, you ain't saying nothing I ain't never heard before. You know, with that, right? Like, please, They're like, how do you feel about this? Like, oh, this ain't nothing. You do it, but I hear you. I've I've always been set apart in that in the, in the aspect outcast black sheep and even to some extent in my family my father my father was the man in the family and I'm not saying this to brag on him you know I'm saying because that's what it was everybody went to my father I am not my father nobody they you know when my father passed they you know it wasn't passed to Anthony now you got to be like your dad it was kind of like, oh man, there's this void that's gone, and you ain't him. And I was made known that really quick, you know. So I hear you on the outcast. I've been that in many different facets. So I, I you know, I can respect the black sheep, and I understand that. And I have even gone as far in the past to say that I am, in fact, the black sheep of my family. So I completely hear you on that. And I'm not throwing shade in my family. If any of y'all listening, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just, I'm just speaking what I perceive, my reality. That's what I saw. So I hear you with that being the black sheep. And that's good because people need to have somebody like that. It, again, what that does for you is it gives you testimony to testify to those who feel the same way. So when you speak it, people can be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You'd be like, I can because exactly. of bam, 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 bam. And now they hear you. So, right on. My purpose. I believe my purpose what, what is, is purpose? Uh, to speak into the lives of the youth. Because even as I get older, I still have a voice. Or I have a, a connection with them that I can't really explain. And everywhere I go when I'm with the youth the anointing of God is on me and I connect with them and they know that I care about them and I'm able to have influence in their lives to get to so oftentimes I'm connected with youth who don't have a positive male role model because I mean we know and I, if I say what no, I'm not going to say because I'm going to start a rabbit hole I'd, it's no accident that that the father the missing father happened I, that is a strategic attack of the enemy but I'm, I'm not trying to go that route but anyway my point I have been able to be that positive role model to a lot of these people and I have had people who've come to me and said thank you because of what you you know and and a lot of this isn't just you know I don't bible thump I, I let people know my background who I am but I don't Bible thump. But the, I, the one thing I do is as Christ did, I come to them with compassion. And so when I sit down and talk to them, they believe, hey, this brother really cares about me. 
so that when I do talk to them about something that they don't want to hear, they don't hear somebody being like, oh my God, wah, wah, wah. They were like, okay, I believe this dude cares about me. And so I, I my, to a long-winded answer to your question, I feel I was called to minister to the youth, but to people because I have a voice, they can hear me. I can, I can relate. I can, I can, uh, I can take scripture and as Jesus did, speak in parables that they will understand and then reach them. So I believe that's my calling. That's my purpose. That's what's up. I, I, I used to work with the youth as well. Uh, I was a one-on-one. I was a behavior therapist. I, I work right. with kids with emotional, physical, and mental disabilities. And it's interesting, yep, man. So uh, it, it, I know you know, exactly what you mean. It's interesting what happens when you take the time to uh, show somebody that you genuinely care about them. It's interesting how they will respond to you. Whether they be a youth or not. I mean, and, and even before I got in ministry, man, even before I went back to church, I've been walking this. So that's why I know this is my purpose. Because I was always the one who was like, wait a minute. There's got to be a different way, man. Or, you know, people are struggling with something. I'll stop what I'm doing. And in fact, I think another reason that this is my purpose, because I could be having a, a just a hell of a day, like all hell is breaking loose and I'm mad and I'm wanting to complain and this and that. And then God will send somebody to me and they, they, they're struggling. So then I got to put my feelings aside and then comfort and talk to them. And it's funny what happens every time, all of a sudden, what I was so bent about ain't as bad anymore. That's interesting, man. So, um, exactly. So, I mean, I, I'm long-winded. <laughs> so, to answer your question, that that's the answer to your question. I'm extremely long-winded, and I have a, I have a, a, a I'm so roundabout getting to the point. Um. Uh, any uh, anything that you want people to know on the tail end of this? Anything about you? Anything you got going on that you want to you want to talk about? Uh, come out to the play, man. Um, uh, I got a play called "The Night Before Christmas." Uh, it's the black <laughs> version of "Through." Nice, uh, nice, Drew, nice. Drew from Compton. You know what I'm saying, and uh, he, he, you know, uh, and, and and I'm I'm playing screws, okay. and uh, you know, screws with a little bit more swag, and uh, that's December 23rd, uh, doing both services, 8:30 and 11:30. Right on. So I'm gonna go ahead and give you some some dap because I do not remember the name of the play we went to, but I remember the play. Uh, the the one where you uh you were playing Jesus actually ten times I'm gonna give you right, some depth right. on that uh, I enjoyed that, that tremendously that was what's up we actually was when we left we were talking about it and and the, and it, it touched you know what I'm saying it had that that the, the intent purpose from what I gathered was to speak to the hearts of those paint watching and. We left, and I was like, "Man, that was pretty. That was pretty dope, man." So, uh, to those listening, 
You you and, and, and what's funny is you you caught part. Three. Oh man, you this is right. So yeah, I never did see the other two parts. Well, I'm gonna say this to everybody listening. I saw the last part, and yet I left feeling that way. So I can only imagine how I would have felt had I saw the other two. So y'all got to go see this. This brother's got a gift, man. Y'all got to see that. I got to see that. All right. So yet you you, your play. I'm gonna be there, man. I'm gonna figure. We gonna figure it out. I'm gonna be there. Right on. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate the support. Thank man. you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think this, um, this podcast. So yeah, man. Unless you got something else, man. I mean, that's all I got for today, brother. You do the same, man. Appreciate. All right, you. brother. I want you to have a good night. Peace. Thank you all for tuning in for for checking us out. Uh, that was a a blessed episode. Uh, I pray that um, those under the sound of our voice hear it and are blessed by it and uh, process that. Mer- meditate on what we're talking about there. I mean, it's, it's got it's got some nuggets in there for you if you if you listen if you open your heart. So yes, come back next week where we will be doing. The free will episode. Um, like I said, God pulled the audible and I, I'm blessed by it and, and, and it worked out well. So come back next week and we will do we will do free will. Love y'all. Peace.